0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For the second time in the last three weeks, House Republicans focused on the nation's strategic petroleum reserves, Last time, it was banning oil sales to China, and on Friday, the House passed a bill along party lines that curbs President Joe Biden's power to actually release oil from the reserves. Now, these two bills are unlikely to be taken out by the Senate or signed by Biden, but they do have another purpose. They're part of the House GOP's broader messaging efforts to attack the White House for using the SPR to combat rising gasoline prices last year. So today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino and I break down that messaging effort how Democrats are responding to it, and what's next for House Republicans when it comes to energy policy. It's Monday, January 30th. Kelsey, so why have Republicans spent so much time attacking President Biden's use of the SPR, and what was the goal with this particular push over the last few weeks?
1: Yeah, I think this is largely a Republican messaging effort. The legislation that passed two weeks ago and the SPR-related legislation that passed on Friday, we don't really see it going forward in the Senate, specifically the one on Friday the president has already vowed to veto. But I think, you know, Republicans really saw this as an opportunity to make an attack on the president's energy strategy and really put this in frames of national security and criticizing the president's. Climate policies and they use this as a way to go after the president's energy agenda. And I think that's something we're going to see going forward. But I think they saw the SPR debate as a way to go about that and really highlight the president's policies in a way that they thought that they had good footing to go after him. And Josh, just to be clear, releasing oil from the SPR, though, has been done by presidents from both parties for decades. And President Biden has already said that the government will begin replenishing the stockpile. So From your perspective, how were Democrats responding to GOP attacks?
0: Right. So, yeah, Democrats were acknowledging that Biden, of course, has released more oil than any president. And its current level is the lowest since 1983. So that part is true. But they say that these have been appropriate uses of what the SPR was intended for. The price spikes that we've seen very much accelerated after Russia invaded Ukraine. So that's the kind of security issue that the SPR was designed to address. And as you mentioned, I mean, he's not the first president to draw down supply. We saw presidents George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, both Republicans, Obama, a Democrat, they all released barrels from the reserve. And also Congress in recent years has kind of turned to the SPR, as people like to say, a piggy bank of sorts as a way to pay for unrelated priorities So it's not without precedent what's happening here. And they just felt like, you know, a lot of this was empty politics and just kind of exaggerating what's actually been happening. And Kelsey, another part of of last week, particularly with the SPR bill that was voted on, is there was this open debate that Republicans touted. And what it did was it really enabled dozens of Democratic amendments to be offered and voted on, which hasn't been done in a while. So what was that process like to cover? And, and how did it kind of allow for this broader debate on Biden's energy policies?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a busy two days of, of amendments, and we saw quite a lot of them go forward. We saw Republicans and Democrats alike putting some of their priorities and amendments and trying to force some of these issues. Democrats specifically, I think, used these amendments to try to make Republicans take some difficult votes on these topics. We also saw a lot of priorities in terms of, you know, Eliminating drilling on offshore waters off specific member states, which didn't move forward. But we also saw some bipartisan support, including for an amendment that built upon the previous SPR bill that passed two weeks ago in the House that banned sales to China and expanding on that to also ban sales to Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Some of the other amendments that most of the amendments that were offered were not adopted. There were some others that we did see from Republicans that did move forward. But I think largely Democrats use this opportunity to draw this process a bit and make Republicans confront some of what they saw as loopholes or hypocrisy in this process. And, you know, Josh, as I mentioned, we're expecting energy to remain on Republicans' agenda. What's next for House Republicans on their energy ambitions?
0: Right, yeah, even some Republicans were kind of making light with all this attention they've made on the s p r so they're I think they're they're ready to to move on to real business, particularly again around permitting. I spoke with Bruce Westerman, natural resources committee chairman he's a Republican of Arkansas, and he He actually said that they're hoping by March to start putting legislation on the floor. That would be part of, again, this like broader energy package that they're going to work through committees somewhat. But again, I mean, they've really vetted a lot of this before the election and put out this strategy. And so you'll see familiar pieces probably with some refining. You know, Westerman said this is going to happen quite fast. And he's already talking with like Senator Manchin in the Senate or he's planning to with other offices and get this ball rolling and see if once the House puts something forward, maybe negotiations start with the Senate and we'll see what happens there, but they're going to definitely get the ball rolling. Also, on Friday, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission said it will streamline the environmental review process for three natural gas projects. It's the first decisive move on natural gas infrastructure since Willie Phillips took over as head of the agency. FERC published a series of notices stating it will now issue less comprehensive environmental assessments for three projects that were previously subject to environmental impact statements, which are more thorough. Under former chair Richard Glick, FERC began additional analysis of the downstream greenhouse gas emissions of natural gas projects. But those analyses sparked fierce criticism from GOP lawmakers and Republican FERC commissioners, who said the additional scrutiny was needlessly delaying new infrastructure. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power-switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by a mysterious breakmaster cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.